0: star wars 7 by 7 episode 2397 today in the latest in our series of mando memos we are going to look at what we learned about Cara, cynthia dune thanks to the results of season two of the mandalorian punch it rebel rouser I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7 your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it so previously we talked about Grief Karga and we talked about Dr. Pershing in our Mando memos where we updated ourselves in terms of the things that we learned about particular characters as a result of season two of The Mandalorian and Kara Cynthia Dune is on the docket for today And just to give you the recap, she appeared in three episodes in Season 1. She appears in four episodes in Season 2, including The Siege, which is Chapter 12, and then the last three episodes of the season, which would be The Tragedy, The Believer, and The Rescue. Now, when we left her at the end of Season 1, the appearance of things, the impression I think we all had, was that she was going to have anything bad on her record cleared out and become somebody working for Griefcarga and the Bounty Hunters Guild. Well, in Season 2, when we first meet her during that episode of the Siege, that's not in fact the case. Instead, she's actually working in a law enforcement role as they try to go legit for all intents and purposes, and Griefcarga is trying to create economic development situations using Navarro as a linchpin for trade within the sector. So the whole law enforcement thing, you know, that seems to work towards some of her skills, although her skills are definitely more aggressive (laughs) mercenary-like. They're definitely not so much... Uh, dealing with paperwork and administration (laughs) at least that's the gist that we've been given but even at the end of that first episode in which she appears the siege when Carson Teva the X-Wing pilot that we met a couple of episodes earlier like tosses her a badge and she says I'm not a joiner blue well you know her actions belie her words because she for all intents and purposes takes up the mantle of being a marshal within the New Republic and maybe it's because it means that you know she gets access to more information about you know more crazy things and thinks that'll be helpful for the the trade sector stuff it's never really you know laid out but it certainly becomes a useful plot device when the Mandalorian needs access to Miggs Mayfeld and thankfully Cara Dune has decided to become a joiner after all and has access to New Republic criminal records. But just because she became a joiner, after all, doesn't mean that she's lost her mercenary nature. In fact, she puts it to very specific use on behalf of the Mandalorian to help rescue Grogu. First by getting Migs Mayfeld out under shady circumstances and then doing an off-books infiltration of an Imperial Remnant mining facility. And then deciding to fake records to make it appear that Migs Mayfeld died in the off-books adventures that they had so that way he could go free isn't that nice of her and finally of course she participates in the raid itself to rescue Grogu which again, this is a situation where the New Republic ought to have been informed about Moff Gideon as Imperial Remnant operating. I mean, I can't imagine that they wouldn't have heard of it anyway, but the fact that, you know, she as an officer of the New Republic officially went on this unsanctioned mission, well, yeah, I'm sure there might be some repercussions in that regard, but I also have a feeling that considering they got Moff Gideon in custody and probably a bunch of Imperials as well, and who knows what kind of spoils they will gather as a result of that final operation I think any New Republic officials who might frown on what Dune did to get there would probably also kind of look the other way and say yeah I guess it's okay we're not going to give you too much of a problem over this now, when you look at the way her character was deployed in Season 2, and think about that in terms of how she could be used in Season 3, what you know seems clear to me is that she was used in a very functional way in Season 2. She was... Just somebody who happened to be there, basically, for Chapter 12, The Siege, right? Just so happened that she was still working with Grief Karga when the Mandalorian needed to go there for repairs. And then when it came to the finale, well, she happened to be the one that had the connection to get to Migs and then was along for the ride to help break out Grogu and get him back from the Imperial Remnant. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily speak to her having her own particular story arc, her own character development. Certainly, she did go from being somebody who was like, no, I'm not a joiner to becoming a joiner. But, you know, that doesn't really do a lot. That's not You know, tremendous growth or anything like that necessarily, unless it's a setup for something like, you know, a future series, like if they wanted her to be involved in Rangers of the New Republic, for example. But she's a marshal, not a ranger, and we don't know (laughs) what the Rangers are necessarily. Not to say that she couldn't become a ranger instead, but anyway. Yeah, right now, it just seems like they needed her for advancing, you know, plot device situations for the Mandalorian and Grogu story, and so. Yeah, it's, it's hard to project where they will use her in Season 3 based on that, or if she is even going to have a role, especially since it looks like one of the main things that they have set up for Season 3 is conflict around Mandalorians and about the ascension to the throne of Mandalore, who's going to control it, and you know what's going to happen now that Moff Gideon and his Imperial Remnant are in custody. You know, who becomes the next bad guy that they have to face off with. So ultimately, I think, as with Grief Karga, where, you know, we saw him in Season 1, and there was, you know, something neat about where he was taking things in Season 2, but ultimately he wasn't really crucial to the, you know, overall plot of season two and it seems like that may be the case for season three also and it seems like that may be the case for Kara Dune in season three as well but if you have different thoughts about that I would love to hear them share them with me wherever you happen to find a comment section for this episode or at home base for the show at sw7x7.com And that is going to do it for the Mando memo about Cara Dune, about what we learned about her as a result of the events of Season 2. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be.